Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the What Women Want Today podcast. This is Terry Kellums, your host. Friend, today is part two of my series with Dr. Robert Yoho. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back over to the podcast platform. That would be episode 38. You don't want to miss that before you listen to today's episode. So I also wanted to make sure that you were aware that this Wednesday and every Wednesday, actually, I go live on Instagram and have more um, midlife conversations. There's a series there. If you're following me on the What Women Want Today podcast Instagram account, head over to the video section and look for midlife conversations. All of my lives are saved there. This Wednesday, I'm going to have James on the uh, live with me. James and Claire have an Instagram account called Midlife Mentors. They also have a podcast called The Midlife Mentors. And they have a coaching business and James works with men and Claire works with women. Um, I'm going to have them both on the podcast. So, you know, look out for them in the future here. But I, I wanted James to come on my live with me on Wednesday to talk about andropause and to talk about how midlife has affected him from the male perspective. I thought that would be quite interesting. Uh, Wednesday, the 10th of November, I am going to have my friend Debbie come back and join me. And we're going to talk about thyroid. So just a couple of things related to the series from last week and this week, a couple more conversations you might find interesting. So if you haven't followed me yet, head over to Instagram and find me at what women want today podcast. And um, like I said, the video section has all of the midlife conversations there. You might find them interesting. Okay, are you ready for part two of Robert Yoho, Hormone Secrets? I know I am. Let's get started. So you said before trusting someone, ask about porcine. If they hesitate, you have learned something. What did you, what did you mean by that? Well, what I meant, meant by that is um, porcine is widely accepted as, you know, many I call them hormone doctors, the people that focus just on the hormones and are not formally trained endocrinologists. Many of these are family practitioners. Um, and most of us uh, are use porcine as a first line. Some of my friends use T4, and then they check the T4 and the T3. Like Robert Morgan, the fellow who was a co-author, he always he would, in many cases, start with T4. And then he would see if the T4 converted properly to T3, and then just leave it at that. Um, but, uh, a lot of hormone doctors just start with T3 because the, the T3 is just so effective and that makes people feel better fast. There's no, and we, you try to, there are, there are standards for, um, uh, trying to guess the right dose. Um, but it is, uh, uh, like a, it's a, um, trial and error process with each patient, uh, based on the labs and based on how they, they feel. And sometimes you overshoot and their, their, their heart rates are too high. They're above a hundred. Uh, or, you know, you try to get it right and you, you have to tell your patients not to get anxious about the process for, with that, the rest of the rest of the hormones are much easier. Uh, but thyroid, thyroid requires some skill and older GPs sometimes were highly skilled at thyroid administration because they looked at the people, checked their pulse rate, sometimes did their morning, uh, temperatures and stuff like that. And they, 
they have a, a system in place for adjusting their thyroid therapy. Um, whereas, um, you know, you go to an endocrinologist and they, they many times all they care about is whether the TSH is a certain level. And that's quite imprecise. The, the levels of the actual hormones that are active in the body are much more important. So I spent about 13 years in my early adult life um, working in a medical clinic. And one of the thing I, all, things I always tried to tell my mom was you have to really take charge of your own medical care. Yeah, No kidding. Yeah. And so I think that there are, you know, potentially still women out there my age um, that, you know, kind of just take the doctor at his word for, for what he says or she, and um, that would probably be my big encouraging message, but but, you know, I didn't even know I was, um, I was having issues with my thyroid, but then I, I, I Googled the symptoms. I'm going to read them real quick. So fatigue, weight changes, muscle and joint pain, swollen neck, hair and skin changes, changes in bowel habits, menstrual abnormalities, depression, carpal tunnel syndrome, family history, and women over 50 and it's an increased risk for smokers to have issues. And I, can I tell you, Robert, that I have almost every single one of those symptoms. And I think that's more than my listeners wanted to know about my bowel habits, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a real issue, um, to be, you know, young. I would say I'm young. I'm 52. You're um, a baby. I'm 67, 68 and, almost. But yet I have many, many mornings and I'm, I'm very active. I get out and hike or walk 30 to 40 minutes every day. I, I do yoga. Um, but there are days when I can barely make myself get out there and walk because my, my joints hurt so bad. And, you know, if I'm laying in bed too long and, you know, maybe my husband has his leg or arm draped over me or something, I'm like, Oh gosh, you know? So, you know, this is no joke. Like there are, there are many things going on in the woman's body. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that you've put this information out there. Um, where would you tell a woman who just feels like shit all the time? Where would you tell her to start? So we're allowed to swear on this podcast. We are allowed to swear. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, uh, your, your observation that you have to do your own research is critical. Now I, I, you know, in my work, I emphasize over and over that miracles happen daily in medical care. Right. And we, but the, the what has happened is we now are about 50%, uh, doing things that don't help or are actually harmful. And that's not academically uh, contestable. There's many, many articles that, that say that. And we spend twice what other countries do on medical care. So um, I think you should start with, if you can get a referral, uh, I mean, I would start with my book, which has, mm, has specific referrals to uh, these organizations. And generally, um, someone at World Link Medical is going to be a reasonable camper. Um, Aside from that, uh, I would, if you have physician friends, um, you, you can go to them for referrals. The institutional referrals from hospitals and so on are unreliable because they have financial interests in common with the uh, referral source. So um, it, it's a wild scene. It takes almost physician expertise to get decent medical care now, Terry. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's the story. If you have a complicated problem, if you have an easy problem, you know, these guys are going to, and women are going to figure it out for you. And it's, it's going to be a rote thing, but 
if you have cancer, you're older, you, you've got some complicated disease process, you'd better go on the patient advocacy groups and learn everything you can and be prepared. It, be respectful to everyone you meet, be respectful to the doctors. They've spent their whole, and many, many of them are very idealistic, mm-hmm. uh, but you be prepared to move on and get other consultations. And you can do that for a few hundred or a few thousand dollars these days, usually virtually. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so you brought up something that just made me think of, of this website, this, um, Facebook group that I uh, participate in. Um, so often these women go in there just like, just like I just said, like feeling like crap, you know, and, and they don't know. Well, I think sometimes women think, well, this is just middle, middle life. This is just what happens to everybody. But, you know, they go to the doctor and one of the first things the doctor wants to do is prescribe them an antidepressant. Yeah, that's the worst. Well, I mean, I wrote my first book about medical corruption. And in my opinion, psychiatry is the most corrupt specialty. It's, it's a very expensive specialty. We spend enormous amount of money on these drugs. And all right, I'm just going to do the advertising thing here. <laughs> butchered by healthcare. That's the first one. So if, if you get into this, um, it's the underpinning for uh, hormone secrets. So psychiatry... Th- <laughs> Psychiatry is unique in medical specialties in that it has a substantial group of people who don't think they should be in business at all. They, they, they call them psychiatry deniers, and I am nearly one of them because I know that the drugs they have were developed in conjunction with the, the, the drug companies developed the marketing, they developed the standards. The DSM is, you know, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, that big yellow book mm-hmm. that they use. That thing is more or less written by the pharmaceutical companies to sell drugs. And um, the antidepressants, they use four different classes of drugs primarily, you know, and the antidepressants, their big problem is, first of all, they're not specifically antidepressants, they're heavy brain drugs, which cause you all kinds of different symptoms. And they cause in a small number, suicide and violence. I mean, it's, it's well known. Um, friends of mine were involved in the initial litigation against Lilly for Prozac when they had their, their, actually it was Paxil. It was generic Paxil when their husband, three weeks after he started Paxil jumped in front of a train, you know, oh and you, I think I've got the, uh, I, I know I have the Lincoln, uh, butchered by healthcare. Uh, but, uh, but these things are not something you take casually. If you're so fouled up that you're suicidal, you have to keep in mind that they may promote suicidality. I mean, it's, it, they, they really are used. We're at, we have 17% of the country on, on uh, psych drugs now. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. And they're trying to promote it for little kids, just like mm. they are with a COVID shot. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really bizarre narrative. Yeah. I just did two episodes on, on suicide prevention. So I don't want to discount anyone who's having, you know, suicidal thoughts, but you know, more, more just that, you know, why, why does um, an antidepressant seem to be the cure-all for, you know, menopause symptoms? That's where I, I cannot make that connection. These guys have been bought off. Their academics have been bought off. The journal editors have been bought off. The FDA is completely bought off. The FDA, since the early 2000s, their two-thirds, roughly two-thirds of their total revenue, $5 billion, is obtained through user fees, which are paid directly by the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, it's a phenomenal conflict of interest, and it turns them into they believe that the pharmaceutical industry is our clientele rather than an entity to be regulated. So it, it's, it's a very wild scene. 
which we've just touched on. We're, we're hor- doing hormones today. We're doing hormones today. I'll have <laughs> okay. you back for the other conversation. So you, you mentioned very briefly that um, men also benefit from this. How would a, a woman, because um, most of my, well, I would say that 99.999% of my listeners are women. Um, how does a woman recognize when her husband might be suffering from andropause and could benefit from some testosterone therapy? Well, um, the symptoms are many and it's helpful to obtain a level if there's any doubt, but, um, you know, as we, as we get older, we get a little pot belly, we, our muscles get, uh, less, uh, excellent and, uh, we're less alert and, uh, you know, we get prostate cancer and heart disease, right. And all those are improved if not somewhat prevented by hormone therapy. Now it's, it's very easy to obtain a level and the, it's inexpensive. You can even do it yourself from uh, lifeextension.com. You can go there and that's and in your book. Yeah. yeah that's print out, book. print mm-hmm. out the, uh, uh, the lab slip, pay them a couple hundred dollars and you'll get your hormones. And then you can take that to your doctor. Um, but you have to understand that the, the FDA recommended, uh, deficiency levels are they're they're very, I mean, they're ridiculously low and people benefit men, men benefit from this nearly harmless drug. Um, at even if their levels are only 600 or something, if they're older, the, the young men sometimes have moderately low testosterone levels, but they may be functioning sexually in every other way. Uh, and they may get good muscular development, quite be quite alert, but their tissues are more responsive. So, um, older men sometimes need more testosterone to function properly. And so if, if your husband, if, if you are on testosterone and other hormone therapy and you have a torrid sexuality and your husband is not, <laughs> it's not responsive why you may want to uh uh drag him into the hormone doctor too and you know some of us are deniers too just like the the women you know yeah, so you have true. to talk to him for a while yeah and you have some good stories about the men in your in your book that have benefited from them so again i'm going to encourage women to to grab your book because and i'll put a link um it's on amazon correct it's on Amazon. Yeah, and if okay. you go to my website, you can listen to about 50% of the audio free. I just oh, stuck it on there awesome. and it's on YouTube and also on a podcast. And I, I gave, I gave away half the book for free. I mean, this is Terry, this is not a moneymaker. It's a money loser for me. And I'm, I'm obscure. I've sold uh, less than 2000 books. So I, I talk to a lot of women. I'm, I'm also a life coach. And so I talk to a lot of women about um, their passions and purpose. So would it be fair to say that um, teaching women about this and getting this message out is, is your purpose? Well, it's critical. And there's, there's a number of, yeah, I mean, it's critical. It's one of my purposes. I mean, I, I got into this during my retirement and it seemed uh, important to put this stuff together because it hadn't been done the way I've done it. And the corruption stuff hadn't been done the way I've done it. And the way I got into the hormones is uh, the, the, the corruption uh, of medical care is I learned about how hormones had been corrupted and it just led me step by step. And I thought I was going to find a can of worms, but I found a dumpster full of worms. Mm. So, so it's, a, it's medical care is a wild scene. It's worse. It's crazier in, in America than anywhere else. It's yeah. all about the money and the, the incentives are phenomenal. Yeah. Now, before we started recording today, I shared with a, with you a little bit about my mom's history with menopause and depression and a lot of the, the things she suffered through. So I, I feel like I need to also say that um, this, this hormone therapy, this, these pellets, 
is not accepted or it's not paid for by most insurance companies. Um, I worked for a big corporation and they did pay for the bulk of it, which was amazing. But then um, when I left the corporation, uh, my husband's insurance does not pay for it. So it's all out of pocket, which, you know, it seems, you know, and we could probably get into this in our next conversation about your other book, but um, it seems as though um, insurance companies aren't always very willing to pay for things when it comes to women. Well, I don't know about women. They don't, they don't want to pay for things that, that are not uh, endorsed by the uh, huge. You have to think of this industry as a scrum. Have you ever heard of a scrum? It's a, it's a rugby term when everybody's in there scratching for the ball, right? And they're all piling on top of each other and mm. all that. So it's a scrum and the insurance companies are part of it. And the insurance companies scrape 20 to 25% of the entire 4 trillion in the U S off of the top for their internal, you know, offices and 15 million a year executive salaries and their secretaries and all the crazy, crazy stuff. And this is not done in any other country, as far as I can tell. So, and they are arguably incentivizing wasteful care and they're, they've kept very little control over what's going on. And they've, they promoted this ability for the doctors and everybody else to submit bills that are you know, five to a hundred times what the actual costs are. I mean, it's, it's a really crazy system. And yeah. so and, and, it, I, I can't dissect out exactly, exactly what's going on uh, without more time, but yeah. Well, and I, I think what I've experienced is that the insurance companies are almost telling the doctors what the treatment course of treatment can be. So it seems like it's just a really, you know, messed up system that needs to be fixed. Everybody's in bed with everybody else. Yeah. And you know, the people in charge are, the, the huge corporations. And if you want to just understand how big this is, healthcare in the United States is as big as the federal government. I mean, it's crazy. And yeah. the two tech companies uh, alone, uh, Apple and uh, Google have market caps together that are as big as the federal government. I mean, this is what's going on. The, the corporations are in charge now. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if us talking here is going to help much, but you know, for, for individuals, you can get good medical care. If you watch what you're doing and you tell, tell them what to do and you be respectful and realize that you may be talking to somebody who does have a miracle in their back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Robert, I appreciate you being with me here today so much. Um, I want to have you back so we can talk about your other book at, at some point in the future, but can you please share one more time your, your website and where they can find you and all your wonderful books? Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, the books yeah. are available at many, many platforms. Um, I did stick them on Amazon, but they're not exclusive to that. And you can just Google Yoho and then the name of the book. If you can, if you want to do that on Amazon or Robert Yoho author.com has uh, lots of other information and, uh, you know, freebies. So, and you can sign up for my, you can sign up for my newsletter if you want. Awesome. Yes. Well, I, I speak on behalf of women everywhere when I say thank you for you know your diligence in bringing forth all this information, your wonderful book. I cannot highly recommend it enough. And uh, thanks again for being here with me today. Thank you, Terry. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come on over and join our private Facebook group, What Women Want Today. I'd love to hang out with you some more there. Any resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at What Women Want Today podcast or visit my website at whatwomenwanttoday.com. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share. Leave me a review. It helps other amazing women find the show and become a member of our community. 
one last thing for you today. You are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it.